All right, and we are live back again with Around the Mat. I hope y'all are as excited as I am. This has become one of my favorite shows during the week. Anyways, let's get right in. So introducing first, we have the man, the myth, the legend, the fedora-wearing legend, the Ray-Ban-wearing legend. Ooh. It's just growing, you know? Are those aviators? The aviator-wearing legend, Brandon McCathrin. We need an applause button. Hello, friends and neighbors. And introducing, as always, we have joining us 10th Planet Black Belt, Matt Scaff. What's up, guys? I'm back, ready to get at it. Me and Brandon tied last time, and uh, I'm ready to come back and uh, avoid the poots this week. I bet 10 Cardano that I beat you. 10 Cardano. (laughs) We also have joining us again, uh, a man of many hot takes, Drew Weatherhead. Mm. sup people i'm here to win uh i'm here to lose friends but also i don't think i said it last time but brandon's hat is not just a fedora it's fedorable i think it's it's it makes the whole it makes the whole image sweet it's a good start it's a good start all right, and we also have joining us for the first time on Around the Mat, we have MMA Matt Elkins. That's what. That's What's what up, fam? Gets. I brought my own hat. I'd like to remind you, make America sexy again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to be here. Honored. Visa. All right. So let's pull out this agenda. See what we've got. Well, on. you got to tell the tell the audience how the points work. Okay. Okay. So if you don't know. Then that means you haven't been watching the show, which means you suck. But I, I love you. irritable Keelan. Can yeah. I just say that strikes two and three right there? Uh, anyway. uh, yeah, we give points and poops. You get a point if you have something good to say. It sounds like this, and if you have something stupid to say, it sounds like this. Try that's, to rack up that's as when many Scaff points as something. you can. There's Cardano on the line. We go point. We go point up for the ding. Point yeah. down for the poop. That's yeah. It. There's positive and negative points here. That's yeah. right. This is the Reddit of podcasts. Let's go, champ. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get get rolling right on in it. Emerald City favorites. We've got a tournament coming up. Uh, who do y'all think is going to take it home? I mean, Dorothy won the last one, as far as I can remember. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a perfect <laughs> <laughs> just Brandon cannot appreciate a good pun. We'll put let's look at the here. list. Look at the list here. Kennedy. Oh, Give that man a point. <laughs> <laughs> you can't reward him for such bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, which Emerald city is the Emerald City? Is my question. It's Atlantic City, dog. What you talking Atl- about? Okay, word. Yeah, Atlantic never, city. never I'm heard doing of commentary. Her. I'm doing commentary this weekend. It's on Flow Grappling, so you guys make sure to tune in. Um, can we pull the bracket up and let's just have everybody take a gander there. Well, I think Brandon should start because he obviously knows the most about it. Um, everybody question, else here is confused with Wizard of Oz. Is you going to uh are you going to wear the the fedora on the live stream of, going, of the Emerald City? I'm going with the purple suit. Purple <gasps> suit. Bruce Big Buffer, Bruce I like Buffer? it. I'm going with the purple three piece. Let's go champ. Yep. I dig that about you. So uh here pull the bracket up and I'll tell you who I got, who I like. I think so, first of all, the bracket has changed. We did have Josh Cisneros in here, and you, we saw – I know some of you guys saw, at least. He just beat Baby Cobrinha 
this past weekend at Fight to Win, which I think was a little bit of an upset. I mean, we knew that that would be a close match. Those of us that keep up with it, we knew that was going to be a close match. But I think most people were picking Kennedy to win. However, Cisneros, I don't want to say he dominated him, but he got a clear win over him this past weekend. And he was in the bracket. I don't know what happened, but he's out of the bracket. So we got Baby Cobrinha at the top. And, and then I like Keith Krikorian. I like that for the semifinal right there. All right. And then over on the other side, this is a tough one, man. I feel like the left side is a stronger, definitely the stronger side of the bracket. I think I'm going to go with Gianni Grippo and Richard Alarcon. Uh, my question, who is giving these people these last names? Like what happened to Smith Davis? You know what I'm saying, dude. This Elgin. is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get. I thought it was AJJ, bro. What are you talking about? The new wave. Get with it. <laughs> the new. Wave. See what so, I did there. If so, guys. If you didn't see the first, so Cisneros and Kennedy had a match before that where Cisneros dominated Kennedy. But Kennedy came back and choked him out with five seconds left. Best match, one of the best matches of the year. It is incredible. Nice. Um, so Cisneros was the dude. I was looking at him as the favorite because he had also beaten Keith Krakorian's tail like mm. a year ago. So I was like, those were the two guys that were favorites. So Cisneros has handled both of them. He was the man. But man, I I really like Keith Krakorian in this rule set. Keith Krakorian <laughs> is. Yeah. Keith Krikorian is the dude. He is the best EBIOT player in the world. He's proven it at EBIOT. I mean, Eddie had a show, and we got to see him versus Ethan Cronston go head-to-head, and both of those guys dominated to the finals. I don't see any of these dudes subbing Keith Krikorian in regulation. Keith Krikorian has phenomenal defense, and he's going to win his way. He's going to sub the first two guys. He's going to beat Kennedy and OT, and he's going to beat some, whether it's Gianni Grippo or Richard Alicorn. It don't matter. He's beating any of those dudes on the other side of the finals. All right. Um, I feel like I'm at a significant disadvantage on anything to do with flow grappling because I refuse to pay their monthly fees. So I don't know half these guys' names. I can tell you two guys <laughs> two guys that stood out, stood out right away. And whoever was the graphic artist in this did a really good job of putting them right at the top to catch my very ADD attention was uh, Cobra Jr. We got Kennedy out there as well as uh, Gianni Grippo. So putting them on either side of the bracket makes me think, yeah, there's a chance they can meet in the finals. I don't really know a lot of the names underneath that. I'm sure there's lots of up-and-comers I would know if I uh, if I paid Flo to know them. Um, but <laughs> Gianni Grippo is an interesting one to me because he gets underrated in Nogi tournaments. I'm assuming this is Nogi. Is this sub-only? Is there points? I, I don't even know. EB, oh, cool. Okay, so I think he gets underrated in Nogi because he's known a lot in the Gi scenes. He's, he's a Gi player, but people forget he's a Marcelo Garcia player. So, I mean... It, that's about as no-gi as you want to be, right? So he's got some game. People think he's all barambolos, but I think he's he finds his way to people's backs and uh, he gets some chokes. So I would see him in the finals. Kennedy, uh, I'm kind of surprised to hear that he's been getting beat lately. So I don't know. Maybe I'll go with Krikorian on that side. Yeah, so at the Emerald City Invitational, uh, I believe that the real winners are the people that get to check out this three-piece purple suit in person, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what's really going down. Let them know about it. 
Vase Up. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the bracket, man. Uh, I, I personally have always, you know, I, I was a, a professional MMA fighter. I've only been really paying attention to the to the uh, no gi grappling because nobody pays attention to gi um, uh, for about a year now. So yeah. I'm I'm less familiar with these guys. The only name of uh, that I really recognize is is, is Keith Rikorian. Um And I, I mean, I heard you guys talking about it. That there are a couple of guys that give him some tough matches. So obviously, I, I need to pay a little more attention and, and see what's going down because you know I definitely like to catch a catch some of these full slip and maybe somebody that doesn't win this guy, they're going to need to see somebody in that PGF next season, you know? So, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to do some homework and, and learn a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, like I said, what are their hands talking about? You know, well, that's what I'm really here's, here's the first start of your homework. Head kicks are not allowed. So that'll okay. help you to get past the first match. Well, like I said, dude, I mean, if that dude that you were talking about earlier in the IBJJF, <laughs> he wasted all that money heading out and, and slapping a bump with the leg kick. Uh, I mean, if he could stomach that, then, uh, yeah, dude, I'm with it. You know, I'll, I'll so, jump on that sword. I'll jump on that grenade hardcore style, you know. So a couple of things, because I'm probably the biggest dork here in, in the jiu-jitsu scene. First, man, Johnny Grippo does not win in sub only. He's never won in sub only, Drew. I can't remember all the times, whether it was with like John Kalstein or his appearances on like Kasai, like no gi when the subs matter, Johnny doesn't show up. Well, wait Johnny a minute. Does he get people. submitted? Does he get but he submitted? He doesn't, but he doesn't sub people. So he wait, it's EBI anybody. rules. So there's no submission and regulation, which means he's starting on someone's back here, Scaff. Yeah, he's starting on someone's back. He's he's practicing. He's a killer and, uh, on this the back. Is the biggest thing no, no, no. Also, he's a Marcelo guy. Here's the biggest thing I have to say is Marcelo guys have not looked terrible this year because they've been shut down more than anybody. I mean, what's his name? Denise has been not looking very good, you know, and Marcelo guys have been shut down. I have zero faith in Marcelo guys right now particularly because of covid and they're in new york city i mean they're gonna need a vaccine passport just to go to marcello's how is he gonna train if he doesn't have his passport <laughs> oh, dang. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we're getting true. political here yeah i was so, about to say i love jujitsu because we usually keep the politics out of it but what an interesting fold damn marcello but that's kind of true though like because new york city said if you're gonna go eat at a restaurant or even go to any gym you've got to have that vaccine and that's, Let's be yeah, honest, though. Do you it. think that stopped people in the Danaher basement back in the first shutdowns? No, that wasn't going to – you know, I, I, those Puerto guys Rica. are training. Yeah, yeah like a year later. Board. They were training well, the whole time and getting their, their pink eye and their staff, as they usually do. And <laughs> you know, That didn't come out of nowhere. They were training the whole time, and I think Marcelo probably was, too. He just doesn't pub publicize it the way that Gordon Ryan does. No, no, no. no. Marcelo's was shut down. Well, yeah, there's also Mar the, yeah, the fact that it had to be a thing. Well, they, the the DDS obviously it affected them. I mean, they they went to to uh, Puerto Rico, did they not? And I mean, so obviously it's been a it's been a thing that everyone's had to deal with on one thing or the other. I mean, even if you love jujitsu, like I have some friends that dude, you know, all about it. Um, mom or dad or whoever your boss, if they're if they're weird about it, I was very surprised when the quarantine went down. Like, who was about training, um, and who wasn't about training? Like, I, I mean, me personally. I opened a gym when the quarantine happened so that we could train the whole time. So like I played it the opposite direction that the CDC asked you to, but uh, I, I mean, we've, we've already confirmed that you got CTE. So I don't know how much we should take out of that. Hey, I'll have you know right now, they can't diagnose that until they, they cut. 
Put your mind. He's got CT. His connections got CT now. <laughs> Just a little slow. <laughs> oh, if you want to see me back in the day, you know how to do that. <laughs> I wish we could understand that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on down the agenda. We It's a specific time of the year. The Olympics are going on. Why do we not see jujitsu in the Olympics? Why should we see jujitsu in the Olympics? And if we do see jujitsu in the Olympics, what's the rule set look like? Mm. Uh, why we have? Oh, okay, go for it. Go ahead, Drew. All right. Why we haven't seen it so far is because of Brazil. All right, and that's not a racist thing. That's just because the IBJJF is the only governing body in the whole thing. And there's this <laughs> there's this whole group of angry Brazilians that don't want to give away the rights to their sport because they're a private organization. With one of the things that the um, the Olympic Committee needs from every sport is a not for profit organization to organize the sport that's going into the Olympics. Judo's had that for forever. Okay. That's, that's a thing. They've got it all organized. They've got uh, national international tournaments that lead towards the Olympics. Brazil doesn't have anything like that. Brazilian jiu-jitsu doesn't have anything like that. And that's because the IBJJF is this big makes money conglomerate that why would they do anything not for profit? They're all they're making is profit. So up to this point, the problem has been these Brazilian IBJJF guys that don't want to play ball. They want to make money. And I get it. I like money too. But at the same time, that's why we're not in the Olympics. If we're getting to the Olympics, it's going to be a Nogi format. This is what seems to be taking over the popular culture anyways. It seems to be, and I don't think this is a hot take at all. It should be pretty obvious, a lot more exciting to watch than the Gi. I remember when I was a white belt and I looked up Damian Maya versus Marcelo Garcia and it was a Gi match and I expected fireworks because of those names. And I, I fucking fell asleep like four into the eight minutes of watching that shit because it's just it's grip fighting from one position the whole time and nobody cared i think there was one advantage at some point but if you saw those two guys going nogi that's that's going to be your fireworks so i think for a viewership we need it um nogi that'll be whatever format goes there's got to be some points because it's the olympics so probably be some points involved <clears throat> uh, but uh, we need a commission an actual commission so that the olympic bodies will allow it so that there's like a, a way that people know to work their way to the olympics jiu-jitsu is boring that's why it's not in the olympics in the gi, gi jiu-jitsu is boring it's boring. all right give him that one back <laughs> yeah i mean yeah he, he got points for Very saying true. the same exact thing <laughs> it's because he hasn't found a fedora that fits his head it's all good <laughs> listen when you put the gi on and the gi is now it's arguable, right? Now it's arguable that the the no gi uh, is more popular. I, I think probably it has taken over and become more popular, especially like within the community. Like no gi yeah. is a lot more for popular. money shows. You're gonna make more money yeah. in the same year doing no gi shows than gi shows. But when we're talking about like what's the most quote unquote respectable version of the sport and the most like classical and traditional version of the sport, nobody wants to watch that. I was talking this morning. I was relaying a story that Eddie told me one time about he he went to the worlds with Jean-Jacques. They're at the jiu-jitsu worlds, right? And they're sitting in the stands and they're watching the black belt finals. And Eddie looks over and Jean-Jacques going. 
He's like, Jean-Jacques, are you asleep? And he said, Jean-Jacques just looked at him like this and went, he's so boring. (laughs) When when one of the legends of the sport can't even stand to stay awake during the Gi Black Belt World Title Finals, nobody wants that in the Olympics. Now, Now that the sport has evolved and we've taken no Gi to sort of be the more, I guess, the apex of the two, little different you know I, I think no gi has a shot to get on but we're gonna have to find some kind of unified rule set that everybody can agree on because right now the rules are just so mixed even um even flow grappling they use different rule sets like they had their they got their flow grappling rules and then they just did one of their best shows ever was adcc rules they don't even have the same rule set on their own show thank you and take that food away <laughs> All right, so hear me out right here, okay? We've already got wrestling, right? So we've got no some uh, a type of nogi grappling. And wrestling's history, I mean, it was at the first Olympics. I mean, you can never take away wrestling. I can't believe they were even thinking about taking away wrestling. I mean, the Olympic committee should have just been smacked. Like, that was just so stupid. So wrestling should always be there. And then we've got judo, which also has a long history in the Olympics. Now we've also got boxing, right? Boxing's been there a long time, and we saw many of the greats, right? Their start has uh, came from making the Olympic boxing team. Hmm. What we need, okay, we don't need jujitsu. We need Pancreas back. We Ooh. need every four years, okay, to find out who the baddest man in the world is, okay? You imagine, okay, France sends out a squad, and they've got Nganu. Okay, they've got um, uh, Siri Gain, or I guess they would probably be the same weight. But imagine you just had guys like that. You had John Jones, you had, and they had to do four fights, just like just like the wrestling, right? Where you start in the quarterfinals and you work your way to the finals match. And we would find out once every four years who the baddest man truly was in, you know, six, seven, eight different weight classes. But I think having the country, uh, you know, you're representing your country to find out who the best fighter is. You're telling me that wouldn't become the face of the Olympics. And it's got the history of, you know, it's, it was a part of the first Olympics. I mean, they had, you know, pancreas fighting. So that's what needs to come back. I don't hate that. In fact, I like that. But the problem being that the boxing that's already like the most combat sport you can do in the Olympics still has headgear on. How are you going to do that with pancreas? Like they don't like combat. You know what I mean? If they wanted combat, they'd have MMA. They wouldn't be stopping at pancreas. They'd go full combat. You know what I mean? The problem with uh, making, I believe at least, um, and like the, I started fighting MMA after the generation of like tournament style fighting was a thing where you had three fights in a night or whatever. Um, it's just not sustainable. Um, you, you get into three wars in one night, like, dude, if you get into one war, you're about to you're about to be off your feet for a week or so. You get into Would three. you do it for an Olympic gold medal though? Well, dude, there's lots of I mean, me personally. Once every yeah, 4 years too. Miles, once every not, you know what I'm saying? Once like, every 4 years, Matt. Once every 4 years to become a legend. Dude, but the thing is, uh, the the problem now with the Olympics is is like it loses its shine if you're making serious money. So like the UFC guys for now, they might be into it. But if you were making like boxing money and you wanted to go, you wanted me to go get in three fights for free. 
and respect. Like, I already got millions. Jake Paul already got millions of dollars and people's respect. <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't – it. I've already been and run the race and have the stutter to prove that I've run the race. I, it's it's a hard sell for me personally, um, but I, for the Pancrase situation, because like I said, uh, it, 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 I don't think that it's a sustainable model and like trying to prepare yourself for that. Like if you're going to run a marathon in the Olympics, like guess you got to go run some marathons beforehand. And I think that it would just, it would be a, a crazy nuanced situation where you get into three fights in a night or a fight every day and you'd have people pulling out and stuff. So I think it's really hard to like go full contact or even take the headgear off for boxing because like, Hey dude, getting into a fist fight every day for a week is not, that's, that's not the, the greatest idea. You know, I don't think. You'd have to do your training camp at a bar somewhere, get a little inebriated, wait till 2 AM and then start getting your three fights in. Now we're talking, now we're talking business. Um, I, and, you know, honestly, uh, to your point where you were saying that the uh, the Olympic Committee, they need to find a non uh, not for profit organization. I know a guy they could hit me up and I will. Totally, I will say <laughs> you don't want that paperwork. I'm telling yeah, you, <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll knock it out of the park. Yeah. I, but I, I think that I think that what you said is it's just it's the IBJJF every four years and like you're saying the ibjjf can do the ibjjf thing and make money every weekend so yeah i i just think that it's it would be super boring like honestly i'm not really interested in watching it because i know that it's going to be gi black belt um they're not i doubt that they're going to do no gi i mean i maybe they do but i i mean if I they honestly, already do wrestling this is just wrestling plus submissions i think it would it would still have the viewership they already do judo so they they got a gi sport yeah there. Well, it's got to be then CJJ then combat jujitsu. Then it would that would have to be. It's like okay, we're going to show you what wait, wait, striking wait. looks like with grappling. Scaff, if your thing is you want to take it back to the roots and pay respects to original Olympics, it's got to be no nogi. We got to go full buck wild out there. That's it's got to be it. no spats, no gis, no nothing. Slap bump and then like dick twist oh, until they tap. Grease them up. The Boil them up. Everybody off. <laughs> The Canadian, of course, comes in wanting all the dudes to take their pants off. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's all hey, about I, the donut I mean, holes. I would, I would argue, but then our prime minister totally ruins my argument. So you win. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Moving on in the agenda, which I guess I should address. Uh, I think it's crazy that your excuse for the Olympics not having jujitsu is it's boring. When there's things like water polo in there, okay, like, get enough. out of here. <laughs> Give yourself a ding, Keenan. <laughs> All right. With that being said, jujitsu money. We kind of touched on it just now with uh, IBJJF and money and like the monopoly of jujitsu. Let's. Uh, what do y'all think of what's a lot of money to win at a jujitsu tournament? Like, what would you be happy with? What's kind of like crap pay? Like, let's talk about the money in jujitsu. Can you make a living off doing jujitsu without being Gordon Ryan? Can you just be like a great athlete and do good what's going on there i got thoughts i got thoughts on this one um to me as somebody who makes money in jujitsu and isn't a full-time competitor in fact i don't make any money competing i think that there's two different parts of jujitsu that you can make money at that i think should be looking for parity otherwise nobody's going to want to compete and so if you can sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of instructionals in a year being tom de blast not competing 
you know, he did his competitions, but you know, he's, he's a marketer. He, he does a good job of that. He makes money on, on, uh, uh, BJJ fanatics. That's an avenue that people can take that doesn't take the uh, competitor side. So you could do that. So why can you make that much money there? Um, and like, I'm kind of a nobody when it comes to, you know, uh, black belts in the world. I can make a lot of money online without competing. So why is it that $20,000 at a tournament gets everybody up that other seat? You know what I mean? Like you can get a lot of name brand competitors for 20 grand. What about 50 grand? 50 grand, you could have your pick of the litter. Anybody would come out for 50 grand for a tournament. Have you ever seen $100,000? I don't think that's very common. And I think that that would be considered a lot of money for a competitor. Whereas at like a, a medium level of good, good selling online for tutorials, that's kind of what's expected right now. So I think that a lot of money for a competitor is 100 grand, but I think that it should be a million and we should start working towards that. So I got a pretty controversial statement here, I think, and that competitors should be paid just like prize fighters and what they're worth. Okay. So Spider Invitational, it was the first. It gave out $100,000 for the winner of their eight-man. They had two eight-man brackets. So they gave out $200,000, which is a lot of money. So when I'm thinking of a lot of money, it's like that 50K plus range, like 50K to win a tournament. Like, man, I think that peaks everybody's interest even probably the guys like hoffa and those guys are kind of like mm, you know i make a ton of money but i mean spider invitational's giving out 100k that's uh, interesting but i don't think i think i want to see contracts start coming out because gordon ryan should be making six seven figures for his jujitsu because it's exciting it's beautiful it's what the people want to watch okay Nobody wants to watch these dudes stalling, you know, hey, just this last weekend, you know, I, I, I love, um, you know, some of the 10th Planet guys, but I've seen 10th Planet guys over the past couple of weekends just stall because they're so good at EBIOT. And then they win their matches by just stalling for 10 minutes to get into EBIOT. That guy does not deserve $100,000 to win that tournament. In fact, yeah, he deserves less of the pay, you know, in my opinion, because it's all about getting eyes on the sport. And so we need to start paying guys for their performances on the mats. And I'm a bigger fan of like, instead of just 10K, right? So Emerald City's 10K, but let's say a guy goes out there, especially like Keith Kerkorin. I know he won't because he's one of the most exciting, easily one of my favorite grapplers, but he's got the best EBIOT in the world, easily top five in the world. So he could just go out there and do this and have the most boring matches and then save all his energy to win EBIOT. Like he shouldn't get $10,000 for that, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I get it. Like that's what he'd get. But I want to see guys get paid for their performances. And I think we need to start seeing contracts come out there to get these guys 100K plus money. The problem is, is that nobody is paying to watch jujitsu to put $100,000 in the pot. Yeah, Spider Spider Invitational gave out a hundred k. Flow grappling's changing the game. Yeah, hey, hey, how much? How much are they paying out? A hundred thousand. Hard. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying you have to pay to get past their paywall. So, how many subscribers they have? Yeah, but I think that's what they're trying to do. With, they're still not even paying out fifty thousand. Yes. Right? No, no, no. This an upcoming one. This Dude, upcoming they're, one. They're upcoming one. They're giving out two hundred fifty g's. You br you bring out you bring out Spider Invitational. Well, give it out $100,000. They've never even had another show. Like, they can't do that. You yeah. We're, we're going to pay a, a jujitsu guy 
$20,000 to win a tournament this weekend. Like if you're on the undercard in the UFC, you're not getting $20,000 even if you win probably. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like your your show plus your pay is not even going to put 20 in your pocket. Is that true or false, Matt? Uh, that is pretty close. I think close I want to say – I'm not too – it's been a minute since I've been like super hands-on with the UFC and their pay scale. I want to say that the that – Last the, time I heard league minimum was 8-8. Eight and eight. I, I think it might be like fourteen now. I, I thought that it was. I thought it was moving up. All right, um, it I is thought, moving up for sure. Even but eight still, was a big up from where we were. But look, MMA is the most exciting sport in the world, hands down. So look, and, let, 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 let me you know, let me. I was gonna wait to go last. Let me speak up, okay? I'm gonna tell you a little story, okay? It was May fourteenth, my mother's birthday, mm. in New Orleans at the Harris Casino. Uh, I made my professional debut in MMA. I lost, split my face open, six stitches in my eyebrow on my mother's birthday, $500. $500. That's good money. The most, that's fantastic <laughs> use of your time. Fantastic use of your time. And just my point in saying that is that MMA, um, I think we can say that there's the most money in MMA. So like, um, if you're using like the Bellator model and you got like just deep ass pockets, then maybe you can do the $20,000 every weekend, even though it might not be the most sustainable model, or you can be bringing in money like the UFC and paying peanuts to these people. And it's, I mean, it's, it really, it's in the, the hands of the promoters, which I do love about jujitsu. I think that jujitsu has done a phenomenal job We're trying at paying the athletes. When I got, when I left wrestling and got into jujitsu, um, I, I just thought that it was so lame that people were trying to get paid. Cause I was like, dude, take your, your loss or your win, like a man with no money, like an Olympic champion in wrestling. Like, what are you trying to, you're going to go win an Olympic gold medal, like David Taylor, maybe get like a hundred thousand dollars a year or something like that. What about the guy that got second to David Taylor? What did he get for all that hard work? <laughs> That's a hard poop for that guy, you know? So uh, the, the, it's really up to, the promoters to to do it. So like when I see uh, no gi professional grappling tournaments that are trying to really pay, like, hey, no, we're not even gonna win. Like we're not gonna make UFC money off this event. We're gonna give it back to the competitors. We're gonna PFL it. We're gonna give you a million dollars for winning this thing. Um, I think that that's a that's a cool thing. And I have to I have to tip my hat, make my section again, boom, to the jujitsu community for trying to take care of the athletes because I myself um, was chewed up and spit right back out by the, the rough and tumble game that is MMA. So I, I hope that jiu-jitsu takes the lead on it and keeps keeps being the tip of the spear and taking care of the athletes because at the end of the day, that's it's, it's for the culture. Shout out to Stephen Eakin. Uh, that was awesome. Um, I want to tie a few of these ideas together because while you were talking, it brought up some new ideas in my brain is uh, I'm going to present a problem that could be a lot of what we're dealing with here as well as a solution that I think that you guys are already aware of and still working on is the problem that I started talking about because people can make so much money not competing when they have a name. Uh, However, they got that name. Let's take Hoffa, for example, because Scaff brought him up. Uh, Hoffa Mendez, he's won his world championships for free. And then he started AOJ online and they're making multi-million dollars a year doing just 
videos online. Why would he get up for, for even a hundred thousand dollars? You know, he has no, no, if those are the guys that you're trying to get into jujitsu, I think there's some cognitive dissonance here that needs to be called out is that we think that because somebody has a big name in jujitsu, maybe they want it in IBJJF or however, that they're the ones that are worth paying. I think they're the most likely to duck because they're already making a ton of money without competing. So that's the problem. The problem is we're thinking of the wrong people. Now the solution is what BMAC is doing with the PGF. You got hungry guys, exciting guys, guys that scramble, that take risks, that make mistakes, that make things worth watching. That's where we're going to get the viewers that BMAC is saying we're missing because it's actually exciting to watch. And as a promoter, you can't be giving out these uh, turn your head for the money uh, amounts at the end of the day if you aren't getting the viewers to back it up or you're going to end up like Spider and do one tournament and disappear. Well, see, I think the big thing is is that the reason jujitsu didn't have viewership is because they were trying to push the wrong thing, the gi. So you got all these guys that aren't interested in watching jujitsu. It's because it was in the gi. They have all these boring rule sets. You give no gi jujitsu, and I really think Flow Grab. I'm telling you, I get it. People don't like Flow, but they're who's number one show, and I'm, they got this show coming up. Eight man brackets, and have you seen those eight man brackets? They're only inviting the most exciting guys. I mean, that one fifty five pound bracket. You got you got Rutolo, you got Kennedy, you got Ethan Krillinston. You got like they're only inviting guys that are going for submissions. They're clearly penalizing the dudes that are boring. They're not like, no, you're not getting on our shows, and they're giving out over two hundred or two hundred fifty thousand dollars over. I think it's six brackets. So I think the winner of each will get forty thousand dollars or thirty five thousand, and they're paying second and third place. And I think as this continues, this flow and some of these other no gi, like people want to tune in. Like this is the future. And I don't think it's going to be long before we start seeing those 100K purses again. You know, another thing, I think the jujitsu community needs to get over itself just a little bit. Like, oh, we are, we are this um, bastion of morality and um, martial arts, respect and all that stuff. Adorous. No, what we need, look, is that true with the martial art of jujitsu? Yes, I think it, it is and it should be. But competition is a sport based on that martial art. It is not that martial art and they shouldn't be looked at as the same thing. Oh my God, all these guys talking trash need to learn some respect. Hey, settle down. We're trying to put money in the pockets of the competitors so our sport can grow. We're not. We're not out here trying to find out who's the greatest Christian with a fake, with fake karate pajamas on, you know what I'm saying? And I think the jujitsu community needs to get over itself just a little bit and stop trying to think that they're better than everybody else because they get out there and they wrestle and sweat on each other every night. Like the sport and the art are separate things. The sport is based on the art, but it is not the art. You guys know what I'm saying? I honestly agree with you. I I think that if I, I think that me personally, I'm a decent example of that, you know. Uh, I'm yeah, because you're a terrible person. Yeah, I'm a I'm terrible. a shit bag, but I'm also <laughs> terrible at jujitsu, you know. Um, but like, like for for instance, in the PGF, like when I go and travel around and and we're going to to other gyms, people that that were frequent viewers and stuff like that, um, dude, I don't get talked to like the guy that got fourth place because yeah. I went out there and you know, Mister Find Out Fast and was exciting and, you know, ran my mouth just the right amount, I guess. Maybe could have 
tied a couple of those F-bombs out of there now that I've finished watching the season. But I, I, I was chit-chatting. I didn't go Mikey Musumeki and be like, do you want to be my friends? Like, I, 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 I promoted the show. But, hey, guess what, Mikey? All those guys are also still my friends. You know what I'm saying? Because they know what the deal is. Like, MMA, the MMA community does a pretty fine job. Like, yeah. uh, the, the old place that I used to train at, Spartan Fitness here in Birmingham, one of the first fighters, that, the very first uh, Alabama UFC fighter was Marcus Brimage. Um, he was Conor McGregor's UFC, uh, UFC yeah, debut yeah. fight. And when he, uh, when before the fight, uh, John Cavanaugh, his coach, and Chris Connolly, Marcus's coach, they, uh, they know each other. They trained under the same uh, lineage with SBG and all that kind of stuff. Um, they were chit-chatting and shaking hands before, and then they went out there to the weigh-ins, and they, like, got in each other's face and started shoving each other. And then, and then you know, Mystic Matt kind of started doing the thing. Well, five minutes ago, he was being cool. Now that everybody's watching, you're shoving me and pushing me. So there's two ways to look at it. There's Mikey Musumeki, like, he he doesn't want to be my friend. Or it's like, hey, dude, no, we're grown-ass men. This is a business, and I'm trying to get, like, the stickiness factor goes up when somebody gets shoved at the weigh-ins. When Mikey Musumeki, dude, I wanted to see uh, – I want to see – uh, was it Gio Martinez? Gio, yeah. yeah, I wanted to see Gio go smack him in the face, dude. I couldn't get enough. I didn't even care about the match. I didn't watch the match. No offense, yeah. but I did want to see Mikey Musumeki and this dude like maybe scrap it out in the parking lot because it it, it just has more promotional value to it like that. And so I think that if the jujitsu community is doing such a good job of putting money in the pocket of the competitors. Uh, the the coaches and maybe the culture they got to pick up a little bit of that pickup basketball culture and not be afraid to you know talk a little shit you know and, and get some eyes on it. Dude, talking trash is part of every sport. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine a bunch of basketball players? It's part of just training in the gym. If you train here, like yeah. brief the stuff we said to each other yesterday <laughs> after training is unholy. Like, I, I couldn't sleep if somebody said that to me at Walmart. I would be yeah. devastated. We yeah. each other in training and two exit, and it's fine. In fact, let's go get lunch when we're done, and I'll probably say something to you when we get over there too. Yeah, I think that honestly, not that it's the point that we're making, but I think that when Mikey Musumeki was trying to be like, he shouldn't be a black belt. Their culture is broken. He shouldn't be allowed at gyms. Like, nah, dude. For me and my family and how I grew up, it showed me that you need to learn a lesson. You need to. You need to shape up, fam. Like you need to go. You didn't play football, did you? You didn't. You didn't ever have to. You, know, you didn't up. ride the. You didn't ride the bus home from school, did you, homie? I can tell. You know, you got. You don't yeah, got a little sheltered. A little sheltered. That's all right. Jiu-jitsu is fun. You know, I get it. You know. And and I, I let me say too, I, I don't want to detract from the respect that is due to the art and the way that we should be treating the art of jujitsu for the average practitioner. You know what I'm saying? Like I think jujitsu in every way is valuable and it's useful and it's it's to be respected and it's to be treated with respect and it it's to grow the respect. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the sport and people getting paid. That's what I'm talking about. And that was the question: is how to can you make a money doing jujitsu? No, not if we're not going to make it fun for people to watch. It's got to be fun for people to watch, dude. Just on my own on my own Instagram. What gets the most hits? It's a clip of Mary coming on here and saying some crazy stuff about how Gordon's not an athlete. Like some blue belt comes on and says some crazy stuff and you put that on your Instagram and that's the thing that gets the most hits. You know what I mean? Like because it's entertaining, because it makes people engage in a conversation and the sport needs more of that, not less of it, not more respect, less respect. 
Art, more respect. Sport, less respect. Let's kill each other. With it. That's the equation. All right. Um, we're a little late on this topic because we didn't cover it. We didn't have a show. But the DDS split, uh, you know, the team split heard around the world. What do y'all think about it? Will it hold? Did they really split up? Are they done? What's going to happen? Dude, this. No, I'm me first. You're out. You're okay. out. I'm team B team all the way. And But but I got to say, I'm uh, I'm with Gordon and Donaher and Gary. Like, uh, they're my guilty pleasure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I enjoy I enjoy a nice Elton John record. You know what I'm saying? But I don't be I don't be posting that. On Rocket Man? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I like a nice Elton John record, but I'm not out there advertising that to everybody. Uh, I love to watch Gordon. I love to watch John. I love to watch those guys and learn from them. But. I am with Craig Jones and that squad all the way. I've never been pulling for a team harder than the B team. So that's my first thing. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, dude, I think, first of all, I think that this is just a master marketing scheme. I don't think for I, – I don't buy that they're not going to train together. I, I just don't – I don't honestly buy it, you know. Um, I, in Because I'm interested, I'm intrigued – uh, it like all the all the hype being put towards Austin and like Craig Jones tagged a post in Austin. To me, it just seems like a a, a whole crock of shit just for fun, you know. Uh, I think Dan Hurd throws a kink in it because you don't see him as like a goofy guy or like a, a you know somebody to troll somebody. But Craig Jones troll. Uh, the rest of those cats trolls. You know what I'm saying? So I I personally believe they can all wind up in in Austin under the same flag. Um, and just laughing at everybody. Cause like, dude, I read, I read a thing yesterday. Cause I, I'm interested. I want to know what the truth is. Um, I, I read in an article where uh, they were talking about maybe cause the dynamic that's interesting to me is cause I, I train with my brothers is that the brothers are supposed to be splitting up. Like what's that about? And so I heard somebody, or I read somebody was saying that maybe there was like a, a, a problem with some like inheritance money from their dad. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what it, what I don't think I don't really believe that any of that is what's going on. I think that this is just a big social media ploy. I, I you know I I don't no I don't think that they're really splitting up. And if they do, you act like they're not going to train together. You act like Nikki's not going to see his brother at Thanksgiving or some shit. Like I just I just don't buy it personally. Hey, no, all no, right, no, no, me I'm going again. <laughs> before, we, before we go on, uh, everybody's tied. Win points right now, except for Drew. It's eight with Drew, and everyone else has seven. Carry on. Mm. Give him a poot. Really All right. Good. So, BMAC, give your poot. Go for it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, uh, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll wait my turn. I'll wait my turn. <laughs> Thank you. You'll you'll bow to the winner at this point. Yeah, I get it. Um, <clears throat> oh, nice. Let, let me shine nice. some light on what's going on here, because when you see this, it's going to make a lot more sense from the outside. If you don't if you don't put this variable into the equation, it doesn't make sense. But what you're seeing where the team split right now, you've got new wave jujitsu, a cringiest name ever. You've got the B Worst team. Name. Hilarious. I'm down for it. Um, what that split is, is people who are going to be making their money teaching jujitsu and people who are still making their money doing jujitsu, doing the competitions. Everybody on Craig's team is an active competitor. 
Okay, in jujitsu, who do we have on New Wave Jiu-Jitsu? God, I hate that name. We've got John Danaher, who doesn't and has never competed. He's got a bum knee and became like the evil Professor X. We've got Gordon Ryan, who has a yucky tummy, which doesn't let him compete. I get it. We've got Gary Tonin, who is fighting in Japan and takes jujitsu as a lull every now and again. And then we've got Nikki Ryan, who at the ripe age of, I think he's six years old, turned his knee backwards. So none of them are competing. They're all going to be making their money online. And this is where you're going to see them. You're going to see them in seminars. You're going to see them uh, in coaching situations. They're not doing competing. So all the real competitors, they're like, you know, we need guys to roll with day to day. None of these guys are rolling. So, you know, I'm not going to sit around and wait for them to to get their knees and their tummies figured out. I'm going to go over here with Craig where we train a hundred hours a day. Guys, you, you guys are all completely you don't off. Think- all completely off. Oh, okay, here's here we, go. we don't know what it's like to make millions of dollars doing jujitsu, right? You've got two guys. Okay, that are making millions of dollars in Donna here and Gordon Ryan. Millions of dollars. Okay. The rest of those guys, you've got on B team, you got uh, Ethan Krillinson, who's ranked number three in the world at his weight class, right? Very recognizable. Everybody loves Ethan Krillinson. That dude can't even be on the A team yet. He's still a junior member. He's been being treated like second class this entire time. Donahue didn't even tag him in his post. I would be pissed if I was Ethan Krillinson. Like, what do I got to do, dude? I've been in ADCC. I'm the number three ranked dude in the world. I have had the two most exciting matches this year against Cade Rutolo, and I still can't get any Instagram love from John Donahue. John Donahue doesn't even follow half of those guys. If you look That's at his fact. IG account, he only follows like four of them. There was a real split, and it's an easy thing. It's all about money. Those guys were going over. So the the big thing is that they were going to stay in Puerto Rico, okay, and they were going to start a gym up there. But what happened is is the ownership, they couldn't decide. Gordon and Donna here wanted the majority, if not all, the ownership, and rightfully so because they're the ones that make all the money. It just seems like it's the natural split that needs to happen whenever you've got two guys that – are dominating, you know, they've taken all the power, especially the money-making power. I think Craig and those guys realize, like, if we don't leave now, we're always going to be second-class citizens. We're always going to be the guys getting the scraps. And I think they figured out, they're like, look, we split. Gordon's not competing anymore. Like, we can take our name and our brand to new heights. And I would love to see nothing else or nothing other than one of those guys dethrone Gordon when Gordon comes back from his tummy problems. Yeah, if you're right, if you're right in what you're saying right there, that makes me kinda hate the B team. I'm not gonna lie to you. If that's the case, if they're all dude, you're telling me that I I'm I'm one of BMAC students and and obviously BMAC is is doing great. He's got a much bigger follower if you haven't checked my like my Instagram, my following's not near as big. I'm going to get salty at BMAC for being more successful than me. And then I'm going to leave. Uh, and, 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 oh, yeah, by the way, the Gordon and Danaher are the most sought-after jiu-jitsu practitioners on the planet. Like, they're the tip of the spear. And you're just going to leave because those guys are, are, are making serious money? Like, dude, those guys could put you on game. Like, they, I, I just don't – if that's really the story – I'm a huge Craig Jones fan, dude. It's one of I before I die, I have to have Craig Jones come do a seminar at my gym 
But if that's why they left, I, I don't. I, I I'm less excited about the B team if it's just that they're not. They they feel like they're they're the JV squad and they're not gonna make varsity level money, man. Like I said, I got paid five hundred dollars to get knocked out and stitches in my on my mom's birthday, bro. So I think, boys. I think that Elkins, your take is completely wrong. Okay, I think that it's okay that you're wrong now, about that. <laughs> Scaff, I think that your take is a secondary reason here's what i think the real reason mm, okay i'm interested for sure i do think that that's a huge factor i think the money and, and all that's a huge factor but i think it's after the fact they go oh yeah and they're making more money and they're the could you imagine being in a room with john donaher <laughs> no i'm serious could you imagine that could you imagine that he was in charge of every single decision that you made in your life every day could you imagine having to sit systematically in charge? <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I tell you? Imagine the dilemmas. <laughs> imagine having to listen to Gordon run his mouth about how great he is and how garbage you and everyone that you know and admire is as well. Every single day, <laughs> every day. Could you imagine it for hours a day? That's the real reason. It's a personality split. And I think they were being pretty upfront with it. Like some of us just can't get along. And John, I cannot imagine having to get along with John Donahue and Gordon Ryan every day. Oh my as god! As much as I love on an island, I You're love stuck on, in an a island, on an island. On an island, and there's island. nothing to do. There's nothing to do in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I I learned who John Danaher was at a UFC event. I I <clears throat> had been up all night carrying on, <clears throat> and uh, we get back to the hotel room. And it's uh it's like six a.m. Decided to thug it out for thirty more minutes and, and get that breakfast. Um, might have had a beverage or so and That's walk when in. We were in Brazil, right? What's up? That's when we were all in Brazil, right? Yes, yes. And so <laughs> I walk in to to breakfast, slobbering drunk a little yeah. bit, and I see this dude, this guy sitting there with perfect posture. He's cutting fruit. With a fork and a knife, as if you could just pick that shit up and eat it. It's like the pizza situation. Don't be doing that shit. Because you know what I'm going to do when you're cutting your pizza with a fork? I'm going to do the same thing I did to John Danaher. I'm going to snap a picture of you eating breakfast in your rag garden fanny pack, you fucking loser. <laughs> I don't want to learn shit from that guy. That I've, been say I've been saying it forever in the memes, and I might as well just say it publicly at this point. It's not going to be any surprise when we see him on the, the evening news as psychopath gets caught with 48 bodies in his basement because <laughs> you look at the background like at at what point do how many red flags do we need the guy uh, talks like a sociopath he acts like a sociopath he raises people to murder people you know simulate murder on <laughs> people die. and he gives them fucking knives okay i made a meme about this where how how hard is it to believe that the knives he's giving out as trophies to his students are actually the ones he used to kill women with this is <laughs> what's happening you're going to see it i've already figured it out john i've figured it out you're you're it's you're Trail of horror is coming to an end. And I can't to, to talk again about BMAC and SCAF. I think you guys both made really good points. And I can't decide who I'm I can't decide if I want to, to side on BMAC because he has the better background or SCAF because no, I can't do it with SCAF because he's got hat keto belts in his background. BMAC, I think you're on ball. <laughs> well, if you want so they uh, what's really funny about this is flow. Flo 
sent people down there to film this documentary on the DDS in Puerto Rico. They're literally only on episode three and the team breaks up, you know? And so to me, when you watch the show, it's very obvious. All right. Nobody's hanging out with John and Gordon. All right. The guys that are hanging out, the B team guys like Nikki, um, Nick Rodriguez and Krillinston and uh, Nikki Ryan and Craig Jones are always going to the beach together. They're always hanging out together. They're always spending time together. Nobody is spending time. Like there's nothing. They are not spending time at Can all. Can you imagine the conversation the between Nikki Rudd and John Danaher? Imagine that conversation. <laughs> like where, where does that go? I like to, by the way, call Nikki Rudd Nikki Shaft. Cause let's be honest. He's really laying pipe out there. John is not. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much of this no, money he makes at, at BJJ fanatics. Nice. He has to pay for company, but he's not going out to the bars and getting women to come back with him because of his eight pack. And Nikki is. And so what's the conversation you got Jersey shore over here. And then you've got Hannibal Lecter over here go what does that sound like dude he was eating breakfast by himself in brazil with a fanny pack and a rash guard on cutting his cantaloupe with a fork and nothing pie. about that is surprising nothing i feel that <laughs> that picture's still floating around in an iphone somewhere if i can oh it's over send that to me it. i'll meme it swear it's to god over if i can find it you know what the hard part this is the hardest thing about it is they're the best they're the best. <laughs> That's the hardest part. To accept. Haters. Well, uh, hater, 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 hater. But We're just over here straight. Eight. You seven. talk about the move to Austin, though. I mean, John. Or, good. Uh, Gordon and Donna here are literally mentioned on every single Rogan. I think somehow Rogan found a way to mention them to the lady that lived in North Korea. It's oh, she's going to listen to that one. Oh, no. Just, oh, no. It's just like, how do you bring up John Donahue and Gordon Ryan's jiu-jitsu when she's breaking down living in North Korea? Like, come on. Like, he, Rogan is on the Donahue kick. He is on the, 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 the DDS nutsack, and it is just the perfect move. If you're, listen, if, you're, if you're like Rogan and you're just a huge fan of combat sports, rightfully so man like there there's nobody better than gordon. yes gordon, they're moving the needle gordon's number one he's the most entertaining to watch he's the most entertaining to watch on his instagram donaher is clearly the best coach but i could not be in the room i just i don't think i could be in the room if i'm in the room i'm gonna be snapping pictures oh my party. god i read something i read something <laughs> yesterday from danny here where he was explaining uh somebody is asking about he made that post about the machado brothers did you read that no, no i didn't oh, i don't read god. most of his shit. okay okay so he was talking about how uh, he was like making kind of making a post like to homage the the machado brothers and he was like jean jacques a lot of people um, you know, claim that I learned that sweep, the idiot sweep, you know, from uh, Marcelo. I took that from Marcelo Garcia, but it was actually Jean-Jacques Machado that showed it to me. But he didn't say the name. He just said, you know, the sweep where me and my students have become famous for, for a sit-up guard where we put our feet behind, you know, and push over. So, but somebody asks, what's the name of that? And he said, well, we call it the double Koichi uh, and there was another word behind no. it. And he was oh, just like, no. and he was explaining why. And then he said, but for some reason, people call it the idiot sweep. I have no idea why. Like, <laughs> it was just like, like he is like, a robot. He's a yeah. sociopath. It's just like, I like it, yeah. I call it the double Luigi sweep. <laughs> double Luigi. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Super Mario. 
There you go. I always call it the uh, dummy sweep, and and I always make sure that people know it's called that after I hit it with them. Oh, dude! I'll, the I'll knock them over. Say, you know what that was called? It's called the dummy sweep. You want to know why? Because <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> so my daughter, Logan, she's 13. She when uh, we have a girl here that trains named Liz. She's a blue belt now. She's been here for a couple of years. And when my daughter's been in the adult class for several years now, and so Liz on her first class. She comes in and she's roll, she decides she's going to roll with Logan on her very first class. Logan's 11. And Logan hits her with that. And she goes, <laughs> we call that the idiot sweep. <laughs> <laughs> That's Liz, Liz legend. Tells that story. Maybe you should start making sure that you're calling out the move. Oh, I'm sure that was a good point. Afterwards. Got him. All right, Joe. Did I lose you, bad boys? Yeah. yeah. Okay, though, don't worry. Are we moving down the list here? Yeah, go down to the next one here. All right. The next UFC card main event is for the interim belt, which I don't understand. I hope somebody bitches about that. But Me. what do y'all think? Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gone. How's it go down? Does, does Cyril gone win by points? Does Derek Lewis get the late last yeah. minute knockout? What happens? Uh, I feel Lewis like everything about Derek Lewis has been scripted. Like he's one of those guys where it feels like a WWE script by the time the match is over. It's like he was, you know, getting trashed the whole time. He didn't look like he knows what he's doing on the ground. Kind of looks like a fish hour. It's like, how is this guy in the top five? Even in the top, like, how is he a contender? How is he at this top level? Then all of a sudden, oh, boom. And his, his guy is okay. He's okay. He's on the ground twitching and bleeding out his brain, but he's okay. And that's what Derek Lewis is. And I will always show up to watch that. So much so that I'm actually going to, watch i'm gonna pay to watch this fight that i have no no goddamn idea who the guy he's fighting is his name sounds like a pharmaceutical name cyril's gain i don't know rogaine something rather i've never heard of this guy it's he's totally unmarketable as far as i can tell but he is gonna get knocked out after derek lewis just stands Poot up and i'm gonna man. mean the holy hell out of that Poot that man right now cyril gain listen let me let me say this right now okay First of all, I think that Francis Ngannou personally is being punished because uh, I think that he spoke up about the Jake Paul situation and was like, what? hey, what are we doing wrong? This idiot YouTuber made a billion dollars for one fight, and I'm the biggest, baddest dude that has ever walked planet Earth. Okay? So that's Tell why I, I, I personally believe that he's not dancing for the man, and so they made this happen. Okay, so when he won the title, I was like, holy shit. What human is dumb enough to ever think that they're going to try and beat that dude up? Two weeks later, I was like, dude, he's about to go on a Mike Tyson run. Two weeks later, I'm watching the USC fights, not really paying attention. This big-ass, mixed uh, French dude decides that he's going to outside heel hook this fool in the USC in the heavyweight division. I was like, holy shit. This dude just heel hooked somebody in the – and so and then he got my attention. And then I started paying attention, and uh, my dude is definitely – definitely worth the hype. I personally love Derek Lewis. I want to see him in the WWE after this because I love him, dude. I want him to make a zillion dollars. I want him to do all the things. However, uh, dude, Cyril Gain is so serious. It's so – when you look at the heavyweight division, people don't have uh, – people don't have – nasty nasty footwork with like they're really light like one, one example of uh, one of my former trainer partners walt harris big heavyweight dude bas former basketball player fantastic footwork 
People don't move like that. Cyril Gain moves like that and throws head kicks and has ground game. And I think that he is the epitome of the future of the heavyweight division following the suit of all the lighter weight classes. At 135, you can't come in the game without wrestling, jiu-jitsu, boxing, and kickboxing. But you can be Francis Ngannou and beat the greatest heavyweight of all time and not know a ton of shit about the ground game. So I think that Cyril Gain is the new standard for what the average heavyweight should look like, especially because you guys don't even know who he is, and he is absolutely well-rounded. And I think that, uh, dude, I think this could be a big coming-out party for him. I personally want to see Derek Lewis do the thing, because who doesn't want to see my man on the, ca on the canvas after he just – gets obliterated but dude serial gain is serious and uh and i'm i'm tuning in as well because like i said i think it's uh i think it's the new wave i was slow getting on Use board that conversation that was rude i, I was kind of i was kind of late getting on the Derek lewis train to be honest with you because i didn't like the narrative of oh i don't really train i just come out there and i hit people and then they fall down like i'm not really yeah. a martial artist but what we've since come to learn is that that's just something he says. Derek Lewis has been training for real. He he's really the baddest blue belt in Texas, B-Mac. I don't know if you heard. He trains really hard, and he's trying to expand his game. And, dude, he puts people to sleep. Now, Cyril Gaon, it's, it's, so you say I don't know who he is, but y'all don't even know how to pronounce his name. It's Cyril Gaon. Mm. Uh, thank you. Um <laughs> Needed that one, thank God. <laughs> Need those ten Cardano. It's tough out there. <laughs> it's tough out there for a pimp. But he's real. He's a he's a real dude. But I don't think that he can put Derek Lewis away. And then I do think that Derek Lewis can put him away. So I'm leaning towards Lewis. But I think Cyril Gon mm -hmm. makes a great fight. But I don't think either one of them belong in a title fight against each other right now. And that's what I think is the no. real story here. It's is super it sad. What? Francis Ngannou. Wrong that button. Was, that was Wrong just October, October, August speaking. That's all that <laughs> That's was. what that was. That's <laughs> Cranky Keelan comes back. Francis Ngannou is the champion. He should not have been removed as the champion. Somebody slipped that Derek guy. Lewis versus Ngannou, let's go. Cyril Gaon versus Ngannou, let's go. Derek versus Cyril Gaon for the title, that's not that is not correct, right? Man, now. no, no, no offense. You need to take that poop agreed, out. Agreed no disrespect that. to my to my man Derek Lewis, but he's 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 like a, a Donald Cerrone guy for me, man. Like I love him. I want to watch him fight every time. I'm gonna tune in. I'm gonna cry when when Conor McGregor shoulder bumps you to sleep or whatever. Um, but you're not the you're not the greatest in the dude on the planet in your division. I I I don't believe in a heavyweight champion uh, that is. Uh, my man Derek Lewis. I just I just don't buy it. in person. Like I said earlier, I don't see why there's not one thing that's going on with Francis Ngannou that says that he's not the one of the most marketable heavyweights of all time with the craziest stories. He looks like he was carved out of freaking marble, bro. He's a he's jacked. He's skilled. He's powerful. He's uh, I mean, dude, it, it, he he could do so much for the sport, um, but. I think that he just said too much about Man, the money situation. You, if you, uh, if you cross Dana White, it's been proven. You get put on the shelf. You get put on the shelf, and Dana Ding. White controls the sport, and he's he's got too much power. And there's a lot of times, right, where Dana does 
some pretty badass things. And we're like, yes, Dana White. Yes, we all love Dana. But there's times Dana does some pretty shitty things too that make you kind of go, Dana, that's not cool, man. And putting Ngannou on the shelf is not cool. Dude. This dude needs to fight four times a year. This dude needs yeah. to fight the next challenger. And uh, it's crazy. But to me, the funniest thing I've seen, though, and it's just so Derek Lewis, right, is I've, every time I scroll, I kind of laugh because they're breaking down the fight. It's like they've got, you know, you got Cyril Gain on this side, you got Derek Lewis on this side, and it's like boxing, and it's like check mark for Cyril Gain. It's like wrestling, check mark for Cyril Gain. Submissions, check mark for Cyril Gain. Footwork, you know, all these different boxes, and it's like, and then at the bottom, it's like, that's why Derek Lewis is going to knock him out in the last round. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just that's so Derek Lewis. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that he doesn't have a chance, but when you can just stand up, I watched a highlight video of him just standing up. Just standing and it's up. just mind blowing. And I got to <laughs> give B-, B Max some credit because Derek Lewis makes me go, oh, the back is not, is not a good position in the UFC. I heard Matt Elkins tell this to uh, our boy Travis, or like the back is what sexy in jujitsu. When you get on a guy like Derek Lewis, he just stands up. He just stands Dude. up. Yeah. There's, so, there's nobody else in all of mixed martial arts that can make a name off of literally just standing up. In what sport is that more exciting, just standing? That hasn't been exciting in since a miracle happened at the paraplegic clinic. You know what I mean? Like just standing up all of a sudden has like Instagram meme potential and he's done it. It's, it's impossible. It, you you do what he did. It doesn't work. He literally has some sort of godlike power. Just be like, well, this has been fun. Back up, I go, and just literally sloughs people off. He, it's not. You look at it. It's not a technique. It's not a skill. He fucking puts his hand on the ground, just stands up. Like it how does defies, that happen? It defies the laws of of combat that yeah. that Derek Lewis uh, yeah. is is there, He's the man. Number two but like, like in I said. The world. Every every single one of his fights, uh, like Volkanovski, whoever, like he's. Uh, he's, he's just he's getting destroyed honestly i think like, he's the, the main part. character i think but he's the main character in the world anybody, we're all npgs if yeah. anybody was gonna beat Derek lewis it was gonna be curtis blades he got the perfect game to beat Derek lewis and Derek lewis annihilated him he murdered him he actually physically murdered him he's dead curtis Dude, blades is dead the the best moment though is when uh Dos Santos kicks him in the stomach and he folds over acting like he's hurt. And Dos Santos comes in and he just hits him with that right hand. That uh, is hilarious. Right. That it's is WWE shit. This great... is what I'm saying, man. Like this stuff is scripted. It might as well be. He just stands up and he I knocks mean, he, people. He's, he a, he's much watch TV, right? Because all of yeah. us right here, no, nobody can commit to a pick. Because it's kind of like there's the Darius Lewis factor. He's just going to stand back up and he's going to find a way. To get it down. <laughs> I, I found you guys. Train, dude. Firmly, like I just don't. I don't think that. I, listen, I got a lot of respect for Cyril Gaon, but I think we need to see him a couple of more times. Somebody was it Derek over here just said that um, Cyril Gaon is more well-rounded and a and more skilled than Volkanovski. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think that Volkanovski is. Y'all are talking about Volkov. Volkanovski's a forty-five. Oh, sorry. Oh, my mean, bad. That's on me. I started that yeah. one. Yeah, sorry. I did mean Volkov, uh, but I, I feel like Volkov is. A f- fantastic fighter. I don't know that Cyril Gaon's more talented than him necessarily. There's definitely a lack Derek of, Lewis uh, of more experience than any of them, except for right here, and that's what counts when it's time to make the money. 
the Achilles heel of this matchup is there is a lack of experience for Cyril Gaon. And, I mean, that's kind of all that Derek Lewis does have on – I mean, not all, but, like, a big part of his game is, like, dude, you just can't put me away because I'm a gamer. I'm about that life. And then, oh, yeah, like, I've been whooping ass in Texas my whole life. Come and get it, Frenchie, you know? Yeah. it's going to have to strangle him. I think that's the only way. It but does have- Derek Lewis have the ability to do that oh, against the guy that's finishing outside hill hooks in the heavyweight division? No, I'm saying somebody's going to have to strangle Derek. Oh, yeah, no, of course. It might be Cyril Gunn. It does have kind of this uh, Talladega Knights feel, right? You've got this Frenchman <laughs> with all the skill. Like, he's got all the moves and, like, everybody's, like, hot. You know, it's like, man, his footwork. And it's like, he did a heel hook. And then you've just got Ricky Bobby over here. Just like, running around a- not on fire. <laughs> yeah. He, like, learned how to – he learned how to drive first with a cougar in the back of his car. Like, <laughs> Dude, if he does, if if Derek Lewis pulls this off, I'm taking all the money out of the out of the cryptos, and, I, and I'm going all the way, and I'm buying all of Derek Lewis's stock to win forever. If he pulls this, his off. coin is going to be the hot balls coin, and I am down for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want those tokens. <laughs> Put them in my sack. I want that bag. Oh, those golden <laughs> tokens, bro. I want to start a friendly wager. Okay. On this match. So ten Cardano. I need to hear it right now. There's ten Cardano on the line. So whoever is right, if there's only one of you, gets like what forty Cardano? So or thirty in that case. Wait, who do you, who else got Cardano? You got Cardano Elkins? Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I was trying to start the uh jujitsu Olympics because I'm a non profit organization over here. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I I could I don't know if that's a yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no card. He doesn't either. Let's be honest. He doesn't know. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Who do you got? You have to pick one. You can't say, oh, I don't know. Who do you got? Cyril or Derek? Derek. Hard, hard, Cyril. fast, strong Derek Lewis. Okay. Elkins? Cyril, Cyril Gaon is, is, I believe that he's the new wave. Mom, I got to stop saying new wave. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's just, it is what it is, man. I think that, uh, I mean, it's just kind of the the. In my opinion, this could very well be a situation where you you see like uh, not not like an Anderson Silva that he's going to be that big necessarily, but I think that it's uh, like Chris Lieben situation. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that my man is gonna. I think he's gonna he's gonna Anderson Silva, him, dude. I think he's gonna hurt him bad. And I love Derek Lewis. I hate to see Derek Lewis lose, but. I, ugh, it doesn't, I don't, I don't I love that you have confidence. to explain that so much. You couldn't just say it. You had to like back it up with like a whole bunch of re pre thought out ideas. Like, look, th- if you have to put that much thought into it, you got the wrong guy. It's going to be Derek Lewis. Like it Not always good. is. <laughs> and Canadian, here's the, here's, here's the bad part for you. Ever. GSP, Here, here's the bad part. You don't even know about, about you don't even know about how bad this is because once you do lose this bet and have to figure out how hard it is to figure out how to use crypto, you're fucked. You've you never can, used crypto before. You got the next month to figure out how to even get a Cardano to give it to us. You Canadians, I need y'all to stick to free healthcare. All right. Y'all stay in your lane. Leave the fist fight into the real man. Okay. Okay, CTE, you can keep that one. <laughs> the mats are sticking together, dude. I got Cyril too. Uh, I think so. There it is. I just he looks I'm he looks too talented. That's what that's what I'll say. Jack, you know how to throw a punch, don't you? I I've been working on it. <laughs> I figured out who the suckers are. I figured out who the suckers are. 
I've you've never read a WWE it. script before. We know how this plays. Dude, that's how I got into wrestling. You Canadians know nothing, my man. Listen, and I you're not picking you Derek. What? Because I thought that wrestling practice was going to be turnbuckles and Rey Mysterio Jr. And I got there and it was tight ass singlets and <laughs> weird shoes. And I, you know, I just followed that road. All the way to the you, CTE train, you know. You, you got a no, you got a no-name guy coming in with a one over-the-shoulder red singlet against <laughs> against the Ultimate Warrior, and you're picking singlet guy. Dude, die-hard wrestler, bro. What are you talking about? The Big Show? He's going? Is he stepping over the top ropes? Is he going to climb over the top? Of the no, I'm not talking about Big Show. I'm talking about some Japanese guy nobody knows his name of. Oh, dude, that was racist. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going on record right now. Cyril gone. What? Cyril gone's gonna beat Derek and then beat Francis Ngannou because he's the next. Oh, this man needs to get high. He needs to get high. V's down. Wait a second. I think he's cheating. He might be high right now, dude. Francis Ngannou. No one wants to see my dude right now. In the first Stipe fight, maybe you wanted to see him. You should have got him there. He. You should have Floyd Mayweather versus Canelo. You should have got him in there when my man was young. Now, Brandon, the good news is. We get to make 30 off of this. Yeah, We're on the good side. We're the winning side of this equation. You guys yeah, ain't going to make nothing. Have y'all seen Cyril Gon and Francis train together in spar? Mm-mm, but uh, I bet it's, I bet it's fun. Cyril's going to jack him up. Settled. <laughs> I hate to I hate to go to bat for the Frenchman, but damn, my, my man is. <laughs> That's the most serious. American thing you could say. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Fast out of Birmingham, Alabama. Let's go. All right, guys. So y'all want to get on with these points? Yeah, let, yeah, me, let me get my it. Cardano. I'm trying to kill it. We have a clear winner, I will say. Thank you. Um, For the winner. Let's go one... last place first. Okay, all right. Last place. We kind of took a turn there towards the end, guys. Drew got last place. Yeah! Oh! I felt it. I felt it. There was a wave turning there. It might have been a new wave, but it was going towards oh. the, the mats. There, there's a lot of Mario coins coming up. We have a tie for second. Oh, no. Which will also give us the winner. Say it. So, drum roll, please. Say it. For the winner of episode whatever this is, Matt. Which one? Scaff. No! 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 There's no way, dude. He's gonna have to put ten more belts behind his wall for this. That must be the the male. Let me uh, let me show you guys the black belts right there. You see those two (laughs) black belts? They were ten ninety nine on eBay. Uh, guys, just tune into my podcast. That's all I gotta say. I just I hear passed, you got a good guest coming. I just passed six hundred people listening to this bad boy. We're on our way to a thousand, and I'm gonna be doing a lot more interviews. I actually got Drew coming on. I had uh, hey. Matt Elkins's brother. I had Jake on there Wednesday, and man, it podcast big things are coming. And as always, please. Tune into all of these dudes as well. I mean, they've all got great content coming out. Matt down there at Ironclad. He's one of the best grapplers I know. And I'm trying to pick his brain a little bit in this striking game right now. So we'll see how that goes. And Drew, he's the man because jujitsu and obviously BrandonMC.ninja, the best content that you will find on the internet for jujitsu. There we go. Let him know. V's up. All right. Tank Cardano. Ain't nothing wrong with silver, boys. Ain't nothing wrong with silver. (laughs) That's been another episode of Around the Mat. 
Thanks for watching. Hope y'all enjoyed. See you next week.